Hey everybody, it's episode 203 of PodQuest. That's too many episodes? I feel like I had to say that because I'm sitting in the seat. I mean, honestly, like if we were, if, if there was a video, I probably would have pointed at you and said Walnut and you and said Druton, so <laughs> it works. Um, but also, no, it's it's no. not good when he says it, it's even worse when you do it. See, you, you said it as a question. You, you can't say it as a question, you gotta say it as a statement. Like, that's too many episodes. Not, that's too many episodes? No, no, you can't do that. Anyway, it's Wednesday. No. No. No, it's Tuesday. Yep. It's Tuesday, July 17th, 2018. So, not joking, on my notes, where I put down the date so I can just read it, this week and last week, it actually says Wednesday, Tuesday, July 12th, 2018. (laughs) Nice. Good job. Yeah. I think you're a little off on that. I'm not entirely sure how I did it, or why I did it. But it's a thing. Um, how you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm all right. That's good. I'm glad feel, to hear it. I feel like I have to yell. No, you can talk the like, same exact volume as you normally do. You're so far away. If you talk too loud, then your your things peak, and I have to like turn knobs. And let's just not let's not do that. That's that's fun though, because then you have to actually do some work for once. I have to do a lot more work with this than you do. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, if like we sat at a table with headphones, we wouldn't have to worry about it at all. We don't. We could. I mean, I have a kitchen table. Yeah, but it's always a mess. I mean, because we don't use it. Yeah, but every time you said I'm going to clean my table off and we're going to try doing it there, months go by without you cleaning off your table. I clean my table and then we don't use it for months and I stop cleaning the table. I think the only time I see your table clean is when you have a party. So it'll be clean soon. It will be. It'll be clean in two weeks. Definitely. Uh, Anyway, I'm Chris. With me, Druton in Walnut Seat. Yep. Walnut in Druton Seat. Kind of. I, well, I mean, I guess they're sits, all technically your seat. He usually sits, like, over there, I think. I vary it. So, I go back and forth. I mean, I, I might stand at some point, because he does that from time to time. Yep. Yeah, but you gotta do that before we get started, otherwise it makes all sorts of noise. Nah. He wasn't gonna stand anyway. Oh, I know. I mean, the only noise that you would hear from me standing is, like, the cracking of my entire body, because I'm so old. No, I mean, like, the microphone makes a bunch of noise when I you know. move it. I know. So, how about some news? How about news? There was, so there was no game news. That, well, I found one. I found one gaming news. Um, that's in the last seven days that seemed worthwhile, anyway. Like, there was a bunch of, like, little things that just seemed like they weren't worth talking about. Uh, the one that I did find, though, Naughty Dog confirmed that in Last of Us 2. Oh, I'm sorry, I have two. I forgot I found another one right before we, uh, right before I left. Uh, Naughty Dog confirmed that Ellie will have an NB- NPC, like, counterpart. With her in part two. Okay. Kind of like, like she was to Joel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I'm not sure how I feel about that. Cause when you see that, the trailer they showed at E3 made the, I don't know, it made it feel more tense by just having the one person there. True. And even though Ellie wasn't doing much to help in the first one because she was just like a little kid, mm-hmm. I always felt a little less tense in a lot of those situations. Like, the worst part in that game was, like, when you were Ellie by yourself, and, like, she couldn't really take out people the way that Joel could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be that much of a major change. In- I mean, it won't be a change, like, it'll be just uh, like the first I, one. Well, I mean, like, I feel like it'll be just, in me, in my opinion, like, it was just as tense either way. Like, the the time where you were just her felt equally just as tense as the time when you were him with her, because she doesn't 
she couldn't really do a lot from time to time anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I guess just the atmosphere of the game, like having a person there to kind of... So they would... Because they would chat and stuff at times, it kind of lightened everything. So there weren't those periods where you're wandering through sort of stretches of nothing, where you just don't know if something bad's going to happen. Because generally, like, characters aren't going to talk all happy and... Well, not happy, but they're not going to chit-chat and small talk if they're trying to creep up on something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, I don't know. If you're by yourself, you never quite know if you're in that situation or not. I'm sh- I'm sure the game will still be great. I was just kind of looking forward to having kind of that single person. So I guess all the naughty is all games. Like, at a certain point, you're always with somebody. Like, I think the first one... Each of them has, like, the stretch where you're alone. Yeah. But they're... I mean, the first one, you're with Sully, and you're with Elena, and... Uncharted, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, what did I say? You, you didn't just say said anything. the first one. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long day. Um, yeah, yeah you, you pretty much always have someone with you in Uncharted. Yeah, like, th- there are plenty of stretches where you are alone, but you- you're equally as much with people, especially in 4. 4, you almost always had somebody. It was either your brother, or Sully, or Elena, or two yeah. of them, or... Mm-hmm. But we don't really know to what extent will Ellie have somebody with her throughout the game. Like, you, you, like what was the quote again? Just have... That she is going to have an NPC companion, which yeah, so alludes to it being most of the game. I, I, it's an NPC companion. A, you could take that as, like, it might not be the same one the entire game. And it might not be the entire game. And it might be, like, like, there's a give and take to it that I think... I don't think it'll be, uh, may take you out of the tenseness. I think it'll be fine. So, this it, this is from Neil Druckmann. Um, he announced during a BuzzFeed interview that Ellie will be accompanied by an NPC in the upcoming game. So far, the only gameplay of Ellie we've seen is of her fighting solo against a murderous group of enemies, but apparently that isn't representative of the full game. Yeah. That was from GameSpot. So what we saw of her fighting alone is not actually the full game. Like, the full game is going to be her with, like, a non-playable character roaming around with her. Or by isn't representative of the full game could mean... Parts of the game you're going to be by yourself, parts of the game you're going to be with somebody. That's what I just said, that you're going to be also with somebody. Yeah, but... And I, it, but he goes on to say that um, he didn't... Druckmann didn't confirm who the NPC would be, but said, uh, Well, so Ellie used to be an NPC, but she's the protagonist in this story, so the player is controlling Ellie. It's safe to say with the game that we made... In, I'm sorry... That there was punctuation there that I just skipped over. It's safe to say with the game that we made in the past that there will be some NPC with you in this story, even though we're not showing the NPC in the demo. So it's go- it's going to be a similar Joel Ellie dynamic by the sounds yeah. of it. Which probably, isn't probably, a bad thing. Probably her girlfriend or somebody like that. I don't know. I got the I got the impression that maybe that girl is the person that she is out to avenge. I I I don't know. I got the feeling that that whole scene took place before the party. I mean, we have no idea. Because, like, yeah. that, that makes as much sense as that being who she's avenging. Yeah. I just remember that that first announcement trailer was her um, telling Joel that she was going to kill them all. Yeah. And I kind of thought, like, you know, if somebody that she had feelings for was murdered by this group of psychopaths, it makes just as much sense that she is kind of on the warpath to kill them all. Yeah. Especially what since we've seen what those fucking crazy people do to their mm-hmm. victims. Yeah. Because they're the ones that, like, hang them by a tree and bleed them. Yep. Uh, but you're 
the I, I see where like your mind was going too. That the reason that the girl said they should be terrified of you is because she murders everybody. Yeah, she's. Or they probably all know that she was bit once, and maybe she's a ticking time bomb and could turn at any time. Do you think that's actually no, like something that like her and Joel let people really know? <sighs> Who knows? It's it, maybe not her and Joel, but maybe between the two, something had happened to where it came out. Well, that's what I was asking you. Like, like, do you think that's likely that that the majority of their, I guess, group know that she is immune? Possibility. I don't know. I can't. Like, You're I'm not being saying it's so ver- indecisive. It's, Come on, man. I, I can't. I, I don't Just know. Like, say yes or no. Just make a guess. It's, it's not like you're right in the game. Yeah, you, you don't have money on this. I mean, if you I'm right in the game, doesn't. I'd have a decisive answer. I don't know if you would when you can't even give me one for a rhetorical question. I don't want to get my hopes up and say yes. I also don't want to get my hopes up and say no. Like, I'll be disappointed either way making that decision. What do you think, Drew? Do Do you think everyone knows that she's immune? No, I'm with you. I feel like that's something Joel. I, well, I I don't think Joel would have told, like, made that not public knowledge. But I don't know exactly where things are by the time like we get to that dance scene or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Oh, come on, man. I accidentally hit the microphone. Just trying to Google shit over there. I accidentally hit the microphone instead of the send button. That's, that's why what? you don't use your phone while we're recording. You put that shit in airplane mode. Everybody uses their phone while they're recording. I didn't say everybody. I said you. <laughs> if I can't, none of y'all can. That's all right. I got two laptops over here. I'm good. Um. So the the other game news, uh, Nathan Fillion. Has been replaced as Cade Six. Oh, I saw that. Has uh, been replaced. Yep. Yeah, Nolan North is is doing the final scenes for Cade Six in Forsaken. Yeah, is that what it's called. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so I wonder if that's part of the reason why they the, kill him. Yeah, like I'm I'm sure they 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 wanted to kill somebody, and Nathan Fillion just worked because maybe he's too busy to film anymore or to record anymore. I, I mean, he made that fan. Uncharted movie, a short film, whatever you yeah. want to call it. Yeah, I mean, he's not too busy if he's making a fan short film. Look, I'm not saying he's. <laughs> I'm just saying I wonder because he he has that show. I know he's he's he got a new show this season. I don't know yeah. if it did well or not. I don't know. No clue. Um, I mean, I think we went over this. Uh, I think like a couple weeks ago, probably because he's just the most expensive person out of the entirety of the ca- the voice cast. I don't know because isn't um Keith David the voice of the the guy, what the guy? the other person? <laughs> I don't I don't know who Keith David is. Um. Okay. So Cade Six is Cade Six is for the hunters. Yeah. Um. I believe it's Gina Torres is the warlock and the other one the titan. Is that it's Titan the other one? Yes. Yes. I think that person might be Keith David. I might be wrong there too. I'm gonna look it up real quick. You do that, Mister Laptops. You're damn right. You would know Keith David's voice if you heard it. Okay, no, it's not. It's not Keith David, but he is also right. You would definitely know. It's, it's Lance Reddick, who was um, the financial advisor to the um, what's it named? What's it called? Zen, or to uh. The queens in the first couple seasons of Arrow. Oh, right. He was not the financial advisor. He was um, he was the oh, stepdad. Yeah, stepdad. He was also the bellhop guy at in at the hotel in John Wick One and Two. Yeah, he, I mean, he's that a lot, but yeah, he was those two. Um, but yeah, no, I don't think he's 
I feel like Nathan Fillion is probably the most expensive. Oh, no. They got Bill Nye. Bill Nye is the voice of the speaker. Lenny James is Lord Shax. Um, I mean, the speaker had maybe three lines. Listen, I don't even know who the speaker is when I played through that whole story. Um, <laughs> the speaker was, the, the speaker died. It was the thing that got captured by, um. I thought that was a traveler. No. The traveler is the big orb. The big, like. Oh, and the speaker was the thing that they the killed speaker, on the ship early on, right? The speaker of the traveler. It's not early on at the end, by the end of the game. I don't know. It, it, it was almost a year ago, and the, that game was kind of... The lore for that game is thick. The lore for that... It's, it's so much lore for this game. And, and because, they, because they did such a bad job of, like, tran- translating it to people in the first one because you had to, like, read up on everything... Yeah. Um, it made it harder to follow, like, some of that stuff in the second one. Especially if you didn't play the first one to read all this stuff. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so so Nolan North is going to voice Cade Six in Forsaken for however long he is in it. I mean, it could also that could also explain another reason as to why they're killing Cade Six because as I've gone over in the past, Cade Six is an EXO and they can just pretty much bring him back to life as Cade Seven, and maybe his robotic form has a different vocal box, and so Nolan North is now going to be the new Cade Seven. Because they're going to need a new hunter captain, so... That's true. Probably that's what's going to happen. That could be something as well. You know, the, the weird thing about it is... Well, no, I mean, it's not a weird thing. And I, I know what you mean, like, that they can just make him a new character without breaking their lore. But Bungie is making it sound very much like like this is a permanent... Like, that character is gone and no form of them's coming back. Yeah. I mean, Which, it's... You... Every time an Exo dies, they lose a part of themselves. So, so it could be, it could be like you're kind of losing some form of Cade Six. He might not be as goofy or as ridiculous as he was before. So since um, because they show that his ghost is destroyed. Yeah. Okay, that's what I was about to say. So since I they show remember. that, doesn't can I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. So we obviously can't just come back to life the way other um guardians guardians do back. because their ghost is dead. Yeah. But because of his species, they can just rebuild him as just like. A new model? He would come back as Cade 7. That's why Banshee 44 is Banshee 44. He's had 43 other versions of him that have all died. uh, Because I don't believe he is an actual Guardian. He's just an Exo. And I think somewhere on the tower in uh, Destiny 2, you can find a thing to read that your ghost will say, like, there's been 44 versions of him. That's why he sometimes, like, is so out there. Like, Who is that? Banshee forty four is the uh, weapon munitions guy. Okay, the the weird robot who sells you guns. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, Marvel is teasing some stuff. Uh, with San Diego Comic Con coming up this week. Yeah. Um. They sent out one teaser. I want to say it was earlier today that just said blind spot, and it was like a picture of like it's a very dark picture of an alley. Okay. Um. With like a, I think actually the date for it was tomorrow that they're gonna show more for it. Uh, Blind Spot is Daredevil's pseudo sidekick right now. Okay. He's like an Asian American immigrant. He might be an illegal immigrant if I remember correctly. Um, but he's super smart and he made like a suit that can make him go invisible, but it runs off of like D batteries. <laughs> so he just fucking burns through it really quickly every time yeah. he does it. Uh, he's kind of a cool character though. That's pretty neat. Um, so I guess maybe he's getting his own miniseries i doubt he'll get an ongoing because the book will even if it is launched as an ongoing it'll be canceled in a few days or in a few um issues 
That's pretty cool. But yeah, it, it's cool that for them to like try and do something like that. I saw like a trailer for a Marvel animated thing, which was uh, it's got like Squirrel Girl, Miss Marvel, Quake, or not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, Quake, um, the Patriot. Are you sure it was Captain Marvel, not Miss Marvel? I can't remember. It was one of those Marvels. Was it? Was she blonde or brunette? She was able to like stretch her. That's Miss Marvel. Miss Mar- okay. Captain Marvel is going to be in the movie. Yeah, she's a blonde. Uh, it was a bunch of them. Like, uh, let's see. Chloe Bennett's actually voicing Quake. Um, was it for a game? No, it was for a, a show. I am looking it up real quick. I wish I remember the name of it. Because I know they do a lot of those. Um, a lot of the the actors from like the shows and all do those. Oh, is it Marvel Rising Secret of Secret Warriors? That's it. Okay, yeah, that that is Miss Marvel, um, Miss America, Squirrel Girl. Oh, this is the. I bet this is supposed to be. Um, the inhuman stuff. That would kind of make sense. Okay. Yeah, I hadn't seen this. This is certainly a thing. Yeah, it, the the uh, trailer looked pretty cool. Okay, so here's what the... Marvel Rising Secret Warriors will launch first as a series of six four-minute digital shorts with the full film coming to the screen in 2018. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than, than Blindspot, they also... They showed that uh, Spider... So Spider-Gwen's ending this month. Like, the last issue is this month. Okay. But that character is still super popular and is going to be in the Edge of Spider-Verse movie that yeah. comes out in December. Um, so they just, one of the teasers they released was what appears to be Spider-Gwen, but they're calling her Ghost Spider. Okay. So they might be relaunching that character with a new name. That's, um, I think that's what they were calling her in the Marvel Rising uh, trailer, too. They were either calling her Girl Spider or Ghost Spider. Okay. Um... Which, based on the way the story is going and, like, for the wrap-up of the book, her kind of being a, obviously not a real ghost, but somebody that kind of, like, operates in the shadows would kind of actually make sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they also teased another fucking X-Men team book. Cool. Jesus. This one's going to be X-Men Black, because they're running out of colors. Mm-hmm. They have blue, gold, and red so far, now they have black. Um, There's it looks- plenty of colors left. Yeah. Mauve, um, Rouge. But there's there's also thirteen other X Men titles. <laughs> sure. Um, that that title is not as bad as Mister and Mrs X, which is the Rogan Gambit book that's coming out soon. Okay. Because why not call it Rogan Gambit? Why not? Um, but it looks like it's going to be like a um like an X Force ish book, but with Magneto as the lead. So it'll be it'll either be a bunch of villains doing quote unquote good. Or Magneto will set up like that, you know, the X-Men that are willing to kill people to go kill people that need to be killed. Yeah. Which is, that's what X-Force always is. It's Cyclops or somebody gets Wolverine and a bunch of other psychopaths to go fucking <laughs> murder people that going to jail doesn't fix. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Marvel, Marvel is not going to be at San Diego with like a big Hall H panel for the movies this year. Okay. Um. They did announce they were skipping. <laughs> but it looks like they're at least rolling with a lot of comic book related stuff. Yeah. Probably because like a lot of their books are kind of lackluster at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh there was a pretty good chunk of like TV movie related news. Uh the first of which, Rograts is getting a TV revival and a new live action CGI feature film. Oh my god. Because why not? Because that's going to be the greatest thing in the world. I mean, it totally worked for Spongebob, right? Is that what Spongebob's movie was? Yeah. I didn't know that. Was it Fool? 
CG or was it full live action or was it just I like, think just parts. Yeah, when they cut out the ocean it was live action, yeah. which is normally what they do. They do live action with like animation or CG above it. Mhm. Or over it, yeah. But Rugrats live action? I can't wait to watch Doctor Who with babies. Yeah, I mean that that is a thing. Yeah. Um it's just I don't know, a a live action film featuring CGI characters makes me think it's going to be like live adults and oh, yeah. all the kids are going to be CGI and that's going to look fucking weird. Oh, absolutely cuz you can't have those kids. There's no way you can recreate those kids. Yeah. No. Like n- impossible. Like I don't know, it's one thing when you do it with animals, like the Jungle Book. Yeah. Like having having like a human running around with a bunch of animals where you can just do fur and stuff like that. But it's really hard to do a convincing human face and emotion. Yeah. It's but, it's going to be so bad. But yeah, it, that's that's slated for a 2020 release and the series I guess will be out before that with 26 episodes. Okay. Which I did not realize. Rugrats was apparently on from 1991 to 2004. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but it, I think they only have like five seasons. It was just aired for that long. It has nine seasons. Okay. Um, But you're right. It it does have a weird... There was like three or four years where they didn't make new episodes. Yeah. And then they did the movie. And then they came back and did new episodes. Yeah. But they did those real weird, you know... Here's like five episodes, and then a year later, here's another seven episodes, and then here's another movie. Yeah, and, and if, here's all grown up. If you look at it, like each season maybe only has like ten to fifteen episodes, and it tops. Yeah, I think that the first, the early seasons, the first like maybe like three or four actually were a little more substantial. Uh, so thirteen, twenty six, twenty six, seventeen, thirteen. Of course, now it has to thirty six episodes in season six. Holy shit. 14 and 7. Oh, and this is including all grown up. Although, actually, well, well there are 11 no. seasons according to IMDb. Well, if it includes all grown up, that's why, because I think there were three or four seasons of that. But Rugrats ran concurrently with that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, there was one episode of regular Rugrats where they did all grown up. Okay, and then that, that, that's, that's, that did well yeah, enough that they spun where it where off. They gotcha. did, yeah. uh, so, uh, then 20. Wait weird so the numbering on this on season eight goes one through 14 then 26 that is weird so 15 episodes in eight or there is 12 episodes that imdb is just missing so it looks like there were a hundred and nine and two and ten so it looks like there were like 198 episodes altogether um i just went to because you're on imdb i take it yeah i just opened up wikipedia because it breaks it down a little easier um yeah, it looks like the last three seasons were all 14 episodes. And it went... So, season 9 ran from 2002 to 2004 with 14 episodes. And it looks like... Okay, so it was 91 to 92, 92 to 93, 93 to 95, 96 to 97, 98 to 98, 99, 2001. Okay, so actually, it did run pretty... Like, there were at least some new episodes every year since 1991. Well, until 2004 when it ended. ended. That's... That is actually something. Uh, kind of like Doug. Like, you know Doug was only on for like two seasons on Nickelodeon? Yeah. Like, it's only like 20 episodes on Nickelodeon. Huh. Yeah. And then it went to, to um, ABC and it was Disney's Doug and it fucking ruined it and everything was wrong with that show. Because they aged them. Like, they went, they grew up one or two years. They It was just a year. So, like, the last episode of regular Doug, I think, was like a summer episode. So, Disney's Doug picks up, like, 
the beginning of the next school year. Yeah. And they're all moving from elementary school to junior high, and they changed all of the characters. Yeah. Like, Roger became rich, and BB, I think it was, became poor, and the, the girl that was heavy set became skinny. Um, the kid that they never showed started showing up. Yeah. Like, there was always that, like, mystery kid where, like, they would always say his name, but he was just never there. And then, like, he was just there all the time, and Disney's Doug. Yeah, Doug. Nickelodeon in general is just, it's ridiculous. There were four seasons of Doug. Were there? It seemed like less. Well, it's four 13-episode seasons. That's probably why, then. Then, on ABC, it was 26 episodes, 8 episodes. Oh, no, that is the next year. 26 episodes, 8 episodes, then 31 episodes. And then So, in, (laughs) in three seasons on ABC, there were more episodes than there were on Nickelodeon. Sounds about right. But the uh, thing is, on Nickelodeon, the only episode I ever saw was the Nematode episode. That was the movie, too. Like, the movie, I think, was about that also. There was a, I didn't even know there was a movie. Yeah, Doug's first movie. And only movie. I didn't know. Uh, so, Zombies, Zombieland 2 is set for 2019 release. Okay. And the whole original cast is going to come back for it. Awesome. I, lo- I, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, that was, that was a good movie. It was fun. It was silly. It does make me wonder, like, where they'll... That is 10 years later, because that first one came out in 2009, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds like that. Like, I wonder where they, like, that movie is going to go. Because it, it seemed like the, the the whole zombie thing seemed to be fairly recent in the first one. Like, um, yeah. Like, the world had gone to shit, but, like, food was still food. Like, they weren't eating just, like, out of, like, cans of beans and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, Twinkies last forever. They don't, though. They have an expiration date just like everything else. No, they don't. They they're, do. They're Twinkies. They last forever. No, they really don't look. That there is a shelf life. Uh but yeah, I I really want to see what they do with that one. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that first one. It's just like that comedy, like suspense type movie that they had, and I just it was goofy, and I enjoyed it, and I like all those actors, so I'll I'll see it. Cool. Uh let's see what was next. Um, Yvette Nicole Brown is officially or. She is the interim replacement for Talking Dead now. Yes. So uh, it was announced like a couple weeks ago that she was taking over the panels. Yeah. But she is now also hosting Talking Dead when Fear the Walking Dead comes back. Yeah. In August? Oh, actually, you know what? It might not be... Okay, no, I'm sorry. So Walking Dead Season 9 will have a preview on August 5th. And then Talking Dead will also return like normal with Fear the Walking Dead on August 12th. Okay. Okay. But yeah, she will she will be the host until they either hire somebody full time or decide that if Hardwick is like allowed to do it. Yeah. Which I mean, I mean if Hulk Hogan taught taught us anything, he'll be back in three years. Maybe I mean we we haven't heard any further information from Hardwick's case and we've heard some very opposite reports from both sides, so you never know what's gonna happen. So you guys wanna hear some really sad news? Sure. I guess. Two of the last three blockbusters are closing. Oh, right. Wait, there's still blockbusters left? Yep. Three of them, but there's about to be only one. They're all in Alaska, right? Yeah, the closing stores are in Alaska, one in Anchorage and one in Fairbanks. And they'll be shutting down their retail business on Monday, July 16th. Oh, so they closed yesterday. They will... Oh, shit, yeah, today is the 17th, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, they will then reopen today. Oh. Through the end of August, just to sell their remaining inventory. As Wow oh, Video. Okay. Well, I think Wow Video was a regional. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, 
This so so they, they've stopped the rentals oh. as of yesterday and are now just in. Yeah, they're just sell they're they're, they're in FYE now <laughs> until the end of August. Um, the only remaining blockbuster is actually in Bend, Oregon. So now we know oh. why Days Gone has been taking so long. <laughs> that studio just keeps running movies from Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, or like, I am actually surprised I mean, it's Oregon and not a third Alaska one. Yeah, like, I, I understand Alaska because I'm sure like Netflix doesn't have many distribution centers up there or anything, and it might be easier just to have like well, a storefront where people can rent stuff instead of yeah. like. And I know depending on time of year, their mail gets a little wonky. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also, like, their internet is not great. So streaming is not always possible. So, like, that was the reason why blockbusters were still up there, because people were still frequent- frequenting them enough. Yeah. I guess maybe, like, the inter- maybe the internet has approved in those areas to the extent where... Uh, yeah, and, um, like, Anchorage is the biggest city in Alaska, so I'd imagine they have decent internet. But I think it's more like people were coming into Anchorage probably to rent movies. Probably. And then going back to their weird remote cabins in the woods. Driving an hour and a half to get to Anchorage to get some movies that drink drive an hour and a half back to their hovel and watch. Okay, that's not where I thought Fairbanks was, but Fairbanks is, like, almost dead center of Alaska, which means it's, like, fucking 500 miles from anything. <laughs> it's yeah. north of a city called North Pole, Alaska. Oh, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize it had been this long, but it was in 2013 that Blockbuster announced they were closing all of their stores. Honestly, if you had me guess, I would have guessed it was longer ago. I don't know. It just doesn't seem that long. Cause like I used to go to Blockbuster all the time. Yeah. Like I had one of those like subscription things where I could just keep running movies from them. And it was one of those, like it was one of the mail ones. So like they would yeah. mail them to me. I could then take them into the store and rent more movies in the store while I waited for more movies to get mailed to me. Yeah. So like I watched a lot of fucking movies between like 2002 and 2005. I think, uh, either, I think my parents have a copy, a Blockbuster copy of Mallrats. That Vogel rented and never brought back or returned. That sounds like something Vogel would do. So it's just there. I believe that 100%. Don't you yeah. still have a, a Netflix movie from like 2007? I, I own it now. <laughs> Did you just buy it? I canceled my DVD subscription and I just, I was like, fuck it, I'll pay for it. I mean, you paid for it 12 times over, times if not over. more. Yeah. But yeah, like, that's kind of like the end of an era, like, in its entirety now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, that Bend one's not going to be around much longer if the two Alaska ones are closing. Almost no. certainly not. Um, so, they released a little bit of detail about that time jump for The Walking Dead Season 9. Yeah. And by detail, I mean vague allusions to the fact that they're going they're going to be riding horses more and using more primitive weapons because gasoline and bullets are scarcer now that it's a few more years into the future of the apocalypse. I mean, that makes sense. Which, After they did the time jump in the comics, they were using horses and stuff more. and Yeah, and a lot more swords and bats and things like that yeah. as deter... Because like, you figure... In, but after the time jump in the comic is when they kind of had the route secure between the, the th- four main settlements. Yeah. And the people controlling it were just on horseback, and they usually had, like, a sword or a club or something. Like, yeah. they had a gun for, like, oh shit moments, but... It was mostly like melee weapons to just bash brains in because they had they had kind of controlled the zombie problem yeah, for yeah, the most was, part. They had they had a way to control the herd to where it didn't come to them. Yeah, like whenever there was a herd, they could drive it away. But then like those random ones that would pop up, they had just 
kind of made a science out of kind of riding up and taking them out real quick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so stuff like that is at least leading me to feel like, okay, maybe they will get them kind of back on track as much as they can be at this point. Maybe. Um, they, there, I mean, there is the new showrunner and all, and usually when a show like that that's been on long enough, like, changes showrunners, um, there is a big mix-up that following season, and you have, like, a show like Dexter that suffered for it, but then you have, like, other shows that actually, like, I mean, look at Walking Dead, like, see, they changed showrunners between two and three, and three was one of the best seasons, so. Yeah, I, it's just, I don't I feel like. I don't think they're going to be able to pull off the Whispers very well, so I'm just curious as to where they're going to go. I think they can pull off the Whispers. It's just, I have a feeling it won't be a full bodysuit, it'll just be a head. Maybe. Which I think maybe it was just a head in the in the comic, too. It like, was a full suit. Was it a full suit? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Um, so, you guys remember that show Pokemon? No. Oh, gotta catch them all? <laughs> no. Um, oh, wasn't that- Ketchum, Ash Ketchum. Exactly. Uh, oh, Tom Ado, right? Yeah, he was really bad at that. Yeah. So, you guys know there were some episodes that were banned? Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, there was the Porygon one, there was the one where James had boobs, there was the one where the guy pointed the gun at Ash, there was the super racist one. I didn't know there was a I, I knew about one. the one of those four you said. Yeah, I knew I knew about Porygon, I think so, I might have knew about the gun. So, very quickly, the first banned episode was, um, the, it was it was around the Tentacruel episode and the the um the ssn one so like there's the ssn they sink they end up on an island they get back and there's there's an episode where they're on like a beach resort one of those episodes in there um involved a beauty pageant and misty and jesse enter and james also enters dressed like a woman and he wears inflatable boobs okay okay very large inflatable boobs that that was banned in the u.s for a while it got like an edited airing but it only aired like twice and then they never showed it again um I wonder if I could find it on Netflix. It is not on Netflix. Uh, None of the banned episodes are available on Netflix. That's stupid. Um, and then there's the Porygon episode that gave all the kids seizures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's the episode where Ash catches the 30 Taurus. Um, yeah, right, right, he has, right. Ash has 30 Taurus. Right. Um, he caught them at the Safari Zone. They do not show that episode. They only show the Kangaskhan Kid episode, not the actual episode where he's catching stuff, which is also, I think, the only episode they ever showed Dratini and Dragonair in the, in like the original anime. Um, because the warden of the Safari Zone has a bit of a gun fetish and points it at everybody. Ah. And then, um, that was three. And then the last one was, um, uh, an episode with the original Jinx when Jinx was still black. Right, right, right. Okay. So that one was banned for racial insensitivity. Um, that was in like 2002, I want to say. Maybe a little later. It's, it's been like 16 years, according to the internet. Um, but we now have another banned episode of Pokemon in the U.S. Oh, great. Uh, the, the most recent one, no one's quite sure why it's not airing, but people think it might be because Ash dresses like a Pokemon, and in dressing like the Pokemon, he puts black makeup on his face. Oh, I did oh, hear God. about this, yes. So, like, it looks like, I don't know, I honestly don't know what that Pokemon is. It looks like either some sort of, like, monkey or ferret-looking thing. It's furry. Like, it's it's got a bunch of fur on it. And it's got, like, a design on its face, but then, like, his cheeks and forehead and stuff are painted black. So, they're not going to show it in the U.S. And I'm guessing it's from, uh, uh, Black, uh, Sun and Moon? Yeah, yeah, because it, it's the, or no, no, yeah, yeah, from Sun and Moon. It's, like, the Aloha stuff, because he's, he's on those islands, like, going through the school thing, I believe, in the current series. Yeah. Um, but, again, nobody knows for sure, but it's assumed it's for that reason. 
Uh, and that's what a lot of people on the internet are going with, which is kind of like, that's kind of a stretch. Like, I get it. Like, Jinx, Jinx is a problem. Jinx is a problem the way Mr. Popo is a problem. Yeah. Like, both of those characters are, they're mm-hmm. not okay. Um, but Mr. Popo was on TV for a decade. Yeah, but that was also the, like, 90s. That was the mid-2000s. Yeah. And right. That, it was, it was the same time that they, uh, they banned Jinx for the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that Pokemon, um, is it called? Your guess is as good as mine. But, uh, actually, I can probably just open up Pessimian. and tell you. Pessimians. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing them vaguely in Sun and Moon, but, I mean, I hope that's not why it's not getting aired. Because he had to color his face black to be the same color as this Pokemon. Yeah, like, that would just be such a stupid thing. If, if, if people are making that big of a deal over something like that. Like, I get it. I get when things are racist. Like, Jinx was a fucking racist Pokemon. Like, that, that looked like blackface. This does not. This is him dressing up like an actual animal-shaped thing. It would be it would be like me dressing up like a black lab. Like I'd have to put black makeup on my nose. Yeah. Like it... um last thing is remember Batwoman's going to be in the crossover this year for the CW verse stuff? Yes. Apparently, they're going to spin that off into its own show. There's going to be a Batwoman CW show. I think we did talk about that in some form that like that was Originally, what their plan was is to see if they could get that to work. No, but, like, this is confirmed now. Um, it's in development, according to Variety, and if it gets picked up, it will de- debut in 2019. So it could debut debut as early as winter. Okay. Um, kind of where um, Black Lightning debuted this past year. So it could take off just after the crossover. Yeah, like a few months later, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I now I'm, it just has me curious as to if it's going to be Earth Zero. Or if it's gonna, if she's gonna be from a different Earth, I can't remember what the uh, teasers have said, said before. I don't think they actually told us anything like that. Yeah, I hope, I hope she's not from this Earth. I, I hope she's not Earth One, because then that leads a whole bunch of to a whole bunch of other questions. Like, where's Batman? Where's Robin? Where's Nightwing? Where's Batgirl? I mean, they've made reference to Oracle. They made reference to Oracle, and they've said Bruce Wayne before. But they've also had these these things happen where they were mass global catastrophes. Like, you would think Batman would have fucking dropped in for one of them. There's also the whole Ra's al Ghul thing. Like, Batman was Ra's al Ghul's original, like, choice to be heir. Yeah. And they they used Oliver for that role in the Arrowverse. So, like, I'd rather... And they basically told us that Batman and Superman exist in Supergirl's world. Yeah. So I hope that Batwoman is either from that world, which would actually make sense because that world puts such a focus on the female heroes. Yeah. <laughs> to have Batwoman... Um, be part of that world. Yeah, it would make um, sense. Especially because Batwoman has a history with Maggie Sawyer, who was um the cop that was engaged to Alex. Okay. Oh, okay. That all works. Uh, and I mean, it would also just in general give like give kind of a redeeming quality to that set of to that portion of the universe. It would show because they did just get rid of like one of their better characters. Or two of their better characters, actually. I think Wind's supposed to be back, though. He is not gone for good. I mean, he'll be... I'm sure he'll be back, but probably not this season. No, no, like, he is supposed to be in episodes next season. Um, it's Monel that won't be back. He yeah. is off the show for the foreseeable future. Uh, but it'll also give us a, a dark area to Supergirl. Yeah. So, like, you have in, in like, Earth-1 stuff, you have Central City tends to be the, the brighter, happier place. Yeah. 
And Star City with Arrow tends to be the shitty place where everyone, everything's just fucking falling apart all the time. Yeah. Like, it's very much the same in Supergirl, where, like, National City seems like a pretty okay place to live. Confirming that, like, even if, even if that woman isn't based out of Gotham, and, like, they base her out of, like, Bloodhaven or something like that, it at least still gives you that, like, here is sort of the counterpart to this place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll find out. It'll be, like, the 12th show that Greg Berlanti has on the CW at that point, though. <laughs> yeah. Because that guy is fucking insane. He knows. I kind of wish they would give him a movie. Like, let him make a movie. Why make a movie when he's got 13 shows on the CW? Because their movies fucking bomb. I well, not, they, The movies don't bomb. They make a ton of money, but nobody likes them. Yeah, I know. And actually, I, I didn't mark it down, but they, they can they, they announced who is going to be on the, the Birds of Prey roster with Harley Quinn. Okay. So it'll be Harley, um, Cassandra Kane, um, oh, what's her fucking name? Black Canary and Huntress. Okay. So a bunch of people that have been on Arrow other than Cassandra Kane. Yeah. I mean, who, technically Harley was on Arrow, but technically wasn't. Yeah. Um, uh, Cassandra is, um, she used to be Batwing, now she's Orphan in the comics. Okay. She, she's better than all of the other Bat sidekicks, because she's the only one that can actually, like, she could beat Batman. Like, if the two of them got into a legit fight, like, she would fucking win. No one can beat Batman. No, like, Cassandra Kane would win. She was raised from birth to, uh, to kill people, um, to the point where her father refused to let her learn to speak. Oh, wow. Her only, sh- she was, she was taught to read people and their movements as opposed to learning how to communicate with people. Okay. Like, she's fucked up and she kill, she'll kill anybody. Yeah. She doesn't though, like, she's a good guy, but. Um, did you guys find any other news? I know you both kind of pulled out your phones and looked. No. No, I don't think so. I scrolled through what I had saved, and it was all just yeah. things for me to go look at later. Yeah, like, I, I don't, it's that weird time of the summer where there's just not a lot of gaming well, it's, news. It's but- like, it, because it's Comic-Con, uh, there's like, there was, um, an Aquaman poster, um, the first Glass trailer comes out on Friday, this Friday coming up. Like, they had a teaser for the first Glass trailer. Um, yeah, there's not, like, a lot coming out because it's just the beginning of Comic-Con, or it's Comic-Con starts this weekend. This weekend, so, like, we'll get a lot of stuff for next weekend, but... Yeah, there'll be a lot of entertainment stuff for next week. I don't know if there'll be any gaming stuff, really. I mean, uh, Pokemon Go Fest 2018 was worlds better than last year's. I mean, that doesn't take much. Yeah, but it was, like, it was, it ran without a hitch. Like, that's what they said, like, straight up, it was... It ran this year, as opposed to last year. Um, Amazon Prime uh, servers went down yesterday because of Prime Day. Oh yeah, like that was that was kind of rough. But that's not really news either. Yeah, no, pe- people couldn't order on Amazon for a l- few minutes. Yeah, but I guess uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about the stuff we have done. Sure. All right, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Oh, man, we're back. Yep. Let's start with Richie, since he wants to talk about his Platinum. Me? Um, I didn't really do much, except I wish I, like, I should have gotten music prepared, because I would have played it right now, as I said, I finally, after 300 hours, Platinumed Monster Hunter. I would have had it done sooner, but I just, I didn't have somebody else to do the arena missions with, and those are a pain in the ass to do them by yourself. Like, when we were running them, I had 30 to do, we did about 20 in a in an hour 
Like, you, they, you can stream through those so fast if you have somebody else. But when you're running them by yourself, it takes 15 minutes because the enemy's already preset for multiplayer. Um, but yeah, so I, I did that. Plus, it's, uh, it's a summer festival. So I got everything I needed to get within the first three days of the summer festival. And now, technically, I don't have to play until August 1st. Good. Now you have, like, th- two and a half weeks to play other video games. I have, I have a week and a half. Well, that's right. No, you have like I have two. Fif- you have you, actually you have weeks. fifteen days. Two weeks. You have two, two weeks. weeks in a day to play something else, but probably not gonna. Maybe you should though. I'm. I'm. A, I'm this not way sure. You have something to talk about. This I'm not. Week. I don't, I'm. I'm. I mean, I. I can. Like you said, I'm going to talk about Monster Hunter now because I platinum it. I'm going to eject the disc and take it. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> He'll just rebuy it digital. <laughs> no, I won't. I'm regretting not having bought it digital because one of the reasons that I didn't want to go to play something else before getting my platinum was I was afraid I was never going to want to put the disc back in. Like, I wouldn't, I would sit down and grab a thing like, I should play Monster Hunter, but the disc is over there and I need to put it in. Oh, man. Man, you are beyond lazy. I mean, sometimes you just want to play the game that's in your system. Um, but yeah, no, they have the uh, Summer Festival going on, so all their event quests are back. Uh, I'm still, I still play it every day trying to find, um, the USJ high rank quests. So Universal Studios Japan has had a code where if you went when it, when the game first came out, you got a low rank event mission called okay. the US, uh, called USJ something. That was only available in Japan because you had to go to Universal Studios Japan to get it. Um, they then had a high rank mission a few months later. Now they gave us, they released both those missions to all of Japan in its entirety without having to go to Universal Studios Japan. And in the United States, we only have the low rank version of that quest. So I keep going on to see if anybody's playing it in Japan through SOSs to try and get the rest of the parts I need for that armor set. I'm going to make a suggestion if you're going to try that. What's that? You should get up and play at 5 in the morning. Oh, I, I was 7, 7.30 this morning? Did you it's, not go to work? 8.30, huh? Did you go to work still? No, I did. I was I was up this morning at like 6.30, so like I got a shower, I made breakfast, I ate, and then I was just tried it for a couple of times, ran one mission, and then watched comedians in cars getting coffee until I went to work. Um, yeah, no, I'm trying to do it, like, during active Japan times, and hoping that I can get it, but we're just confused as to why they don't give it a, make it available to the U.S., because it was a temporary timed exclusive in Japan, now it's fully Japan, why not just make it worldwide? It just, it doesn't make sense to us. And the armor comes with, the armor that you make from that event quest, uh, has the same... Is the same armor type as the Rathalos armor type, so it's base Rathalos. So you can combine parts of that to get its base, uh, its set uh, ability, and it ha- it's just a better armor than the generic Rathalos ar- Rathian armor, actually. And we just we want it because it's an awesome armor, but we can't get it yet. But at least we got the s- the sword from the USJ. So that now all we have to do is the high rank and get the high rank USJ. Um, one of the cool things, same with the Spring Festival, they did is they added a fan-created weapon. So, the, uh, you guys, when you guys walked in, you saw me using the rocket sword. Uh, this one is a lance, where the shield is a ship wheel, and the lance is a banner. So, it's, it's like, really cool looking. It, like, flows in the air and stuff like that. It's really neat. Um, 
and you, they have a new um, armor set for the the uh, for the seasonal event where it's a diver gear. It looks very uh, S and M type of stuff, and it actually looks really cool. And you can get the cosmetic of it too, so that adds it. Uh, but I'm just super excited for Behemoth in August 1st because they've done a lot of stuff for that. Uh, one thing they added is an enmity table for Behemoth. So in Final Fantasy 14, the warriors would generate enmity and threat and be attacked specifically. Anybody who's attacking the head of Behemoth more gets an enmity marker on them. When was Behemoth in Final Fantasy 14? Was that in an expansion? No, that was in the Crystal Tower. Okay, so you, you didn't get it until you got to that point. Uh, yeah, uh, King Behemoth was a boss in the final floor of Crystal Tower. Okay, that's why I never saw it. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the bosses on the final floor. Okay, so I was just trying to remember, I'm just like, I don't remember ever seeing, like, a world boss or anything that was a behemoth. He, they, um, I guess it was, it was either an expansion thing or a raid thing. And there, w- I believe there is an ex- uh, a world event in uh, Heaven's Ward as okay. well. Um, but the abilities that he uses are based off of the Crystal Tower abilities. So there's one point... They, they had a video, a, a full run-through of them fighting him. And so they were explaining that the you're going to kind of have to do class sets where somebody's going to just have to be sitting there poking him in the face or stabbing him in the face while somebody else is using abilities to heal everybody while somebody else is just dealing a bunch of damage. And it's like the first time they ever tried to say, like, you have to assign set roles or, or uh, set roles for each person. A, a healer, a DPS, and a tank. They've never had that before in Monster Hunter. Usually a monster just randomly attacks anybody. Usually it's the person who's trying to heal or sharpen or whatever else. Um, they added uh, one of the big abilities in um, that King Behemoth has in 14 is he drops rocks and then he calls a meteor down. And if you're not standing on the opposite side of where the meteor would hit on the rocks, you're going to die instantly. They added that, I think, as his final move. Like, if his killing move, you hit him and he calls this these uh, rocks down, and then he calls down this meteor. You don't have enough time to run away. You have to get on the opposite side of the rock from the meteor. Otherwise, you're going to die immediately. So it's uh, like some neat things that they added for this fight that's this crossover fight from Final Fantasy. Plus the new armors for him. You, I showed you guys. It's the Dragoon armor from I believe it's Heaven's Ward. It might, might have been from the original. I don't remember. Plus the Dragoon's lance is an insect glaive. So that's neat. I'm just... I'm pumped for that. I can't wait for that. It's just, it's going to be awesome. All right. But yeah, I'm, I was so happy I finally platinumed it. I was Congratulations. Like, it took me like four tries to make a well done steak because I haven't made a well done steak in years in that game, in those games. Is it, can't you just like throw it on and forget it and then it's well done? Or do you, you have to actually no. have to do like specific no, like ingredients? You throw, if you forget it, it's burnt. Oh. So it's, you put it down and then he spins it and then music plays and the, the steak will change. It's rare, well done, or, burnt so if you pull it off too fast it's rare if you pull it off at the right time and you get maybe like three to five seconds to pull it off at the right time it's not a lot of time to recognize when to pull it off so it took me a couple of tries but i eventually got it and i was like platinumed i mean i would argue that a well done steak is a burnt steak yeah oh no i i completely 100 110 percent agree that a well done steak is not a good steak i'm a medium person myself that's even pushing it. Medium rare. I mean, I'll go medium rare, but I prefer medium. Mediums for burgers. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I mean, to each their own. As long as you you didn't say well done. As so. long as you don't get well done, yeah, you're good. My, I don't. I, Though you do seem the type of guy that dips it in ketchup. I don't dip in ketchup. I do put ketchup on my burgers. Not oh, on my all right, steak. all right, all right. <laughs> like, this podcast I mean, was about to be over. I mean, I, I'll get some A one sauce if I'm making a steak sometimes, but that's and I'll dip in the A one sauce, but I won't like A one sauce is acceptable if it's not like a good steak. Oh no, if it's a filet mignon, I won't even cook it myself. I'll hire somebody to cook that filet. Like I'll buy a filet, hire somebody to come cook it properly and give it to me because I just want it to melt in my mouth. Forget where I was, but I had a um. I normally don't really like prime rib, um. But we went out to dinner. We went someplace relatively nice. And I got a prime rib, and it was actually really good. Like they they cooked it very well, so like the fat wasn't like gristly and chewy and gross. Like mm-hmm. it actually melted as you ate it. Yeah, it was pleasant. I wish I could remember where I, where we got that from now because I just I don't remember. I don't know either. Um, but besides that, I just I mean I watched some. Shows and I watched uh, one Netflix movie called Tau T A U. It's a really cool movie. It's um, oh, it's, the dude's last name is Scrin. I can't remember his first name, but uh, it's a woman. She's like kind of like like an undesirable per like not undesirable as an ugly, but undes- like a not, like not really a criminal, but not really like. A, a normal person, but she's just she steals essentially for a living, but just to get by because she she doesn't have a job or she can't get a real job. It's a futuristic society, uh, and she gets uh, kidnapped and tortured in this house where um, she's eventually able to break free and she gets attacked by this robot AI that's in this house. The homeowner comes back, stops him, and is essentially like. You gotta help me finish this project I was working on because your attempts to escape blew up my lab from the information I was extracting from you and the other two prisoners I had. <laughs> and, uh, so the majority of the movie is the woman, uh, making her a relationship with the AI. Which, that's weird. The AI is not connected to the internet or anything, so can't look anything up or learn anything. But it's a very intelligent AI and it's the best in its uh, in, in any design of any AI in the world. And he's trying to perfect it by using human, by using readings that he gets from human emotions and stuff and putting it into the AI. Uh, the AI is voiced by, um, uh, shoot, what's his name? Uh, Commissioner Gordon, uh, in Dark Knight. Uh, Gary Oldman. That's it, yes. He's voiced by Gary Oldman. And it's a really cool movie. Uh, it, I, I think it it's only- kinda neat. I think it's only been on Netflix for like a month, less than a month. Hmm. Uh, I'd say check it out. Um, there was another movie on Netflix I was going to look at because it looked really cool. It was, uh, I think it's like How It Ends or something like that. It's getting worse than terrible reviews. Like ones wow. from like Ebert or whoever, whoever it is. I and mean, you watched Bright and that got fucking shredded. I, I actually, it got fairly fuck. This movie's twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critic score, fifty three percent on audience score. Yeah, you weren't kidding. I like I was going to sit down and watch it, and I asked my friend, I was like, "How was it?" Because Bright's twenty six on Rotten Tomatoes, so <laughs> not much better. Yeah. Um. I asked my friend, I was like, "How was it?" She's like, "I didn't really pay attention to it," and then she sends me a picture of the scores, and she's like, "This is probably why." And I'm like, "Oh well, it had a neat concept." But I guess, like, from what I read, there's too many plot holes and stuff in it. It's like, 
there's aliens attacking the planet and the dude wants to get to his girlfriend on the other side of the country or something. And It's got Forrest Whitaker in it, so I thought it was going to be good because he usually makes good things. But I didn't get to watch that and I'm kind Everybody of needs a cash grab sometimes. What's that? Everybody needs a cash grab sometimes. Yeah. He probably didn't have a big role in it. Um, but besides that, I don't really think I did much of anything else of note. Alright. Um, played more Pokemon Go. Did, uh, it was community day last week. Or this weekend again. So we had, uh, there we had, because they had Pokemon Go Fest, they had a bunch of objectives nation or worldwide for different regions to get things done. And, uh, they gave America the easiest one, which was, uh, Complete a bunch of daily tasks. Get five million daily tasks completed. It's the easiest one because Americans are lazy. And, uh, the worldwide reward for getting it done is lessened, uh, lessened walking needed to hatch eggs. So, they really wanted America to get this stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I meant to look it up. I don't know if we achieved all our goals. So, there might be a Zapdos day on Saturday because of this. Might not be. I'm not too sure. It's not from it's not from the United States not getting their goal because I believe just during Pokemon Go just in Pokemon Go Fest, Team Instincts themselves did about six million uh daily tasks. Or research tasks. There's not daily, you can get multiples a day and you can keep getting them each time you fill up and finish. So I don't know if we got it, but it was still it was a nice day. Saturday Sunday was a nice day besides the intermittent rain that we got from time to time yeah and then it ended up clearing up later on yeah like we went out at i think not i think we left for to go out at like eight thirty, nine o'clock to go to red bank and by ten thirty, we were going back to the car because it was getting ready to rain and thunder and lightning and then it was done by one o'clock it was like man yeah, and could... it actually became like a really nice day in the afternoon yeah, it was a little humid but yeah it was a nice day um, but yeah, that's it. Unless you want me to talk about Blue uh, Blue Apron, they should give us money. But no, because I stopped using Blue Apron. They fuck up a lot. Do they? Yeah, like every third box we got, either an ingredient was missing, an ingredient was broken. We had a lot of shit broken because, and that that was on the delivery. Um, like I watched the one time when when the car pulled up to deliver it, the guy took the box out, literally just dropped it on the ground in front of him so that he could put other things back into the truck. And then didn't even walk all the way to the door and just kind of tossed it. <laughs> um, well, what was what was broken? Um, usually eggs, and a couple times I had like okay. some of the plastic bottles actually snapped. Okay. Because like the thing with Blue Apron is they just kind of pile everything into the box. Yeah. Um, like Home Chef that we've been using puts each recipe in its own bag. Yeah, I was that that was one thing that drove me nuts. Like I I get this giant box, and in this box is a giant bag. I open this bag. And in this bag is a cardboard box. I'm like, all right, this is probably the first recipe. I pull it out, and just everything rolls out of this cardboard box. I'm like, what the hell is this? It's every, both accoutrements for both recipes were in this box because they wanted the meat separate from everything else, even though the meat was in a bag, in a bag. And I'm like, yep, the, the way Home Chef does it, and um, what's the other one? HelloFresh does it too. Um, HelloFresh just pads them in, like, paper bags. Yeah. Um, Home Chef actually puts them in, like, little, like, um, plastic bags with, like, zipper locks on them. Yeah. All of the ingredients go into a bag, and the bag is labeled with what the recipe is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you have, like, your recipe card that actually, ta- like, shows you how to make it. Um, any sort of protein is usually underneath of that between ice packs to keep it, 
like as cold as possible. Yeah. And occasionally, if there's like a bread or something like that that they don't want you to refrigerate, they'll keep that outside of the the baggies too, so that you just know to like put like the rice or the pasta or something just right on like a shelf. Yeah. Um. But then other times, like if it's a if it's not like a fresh pasta, or if it is a fresher pasta, I should say, it'll actually stay in. It'll be in the bag. You just put it right in the fridge. Yeah. Like I wasn't super happy with the packaging how much plastic there was with this i still have the um the uh uh bag the insulated bag and the two giant ice packs they gave me i'm like i guess i'll keep these because like there's so much waste and so much plastic waste at that that i'm like this is kind of ridiculous yeah so i'm probably going to cancel and if anything buy their cookbook and then just go out and buy the ingredients I need for half the price. If you want, I can actually give you, um, I might be able to give you like a, either, it's either a free week or a free meal for Home Chef if you want to try that one. Oh, I'm always down for free food. So. Um, cause I, I honestly, I, I, I think the Home Chef meals have been better quality. Like they've been better meals for the most part. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten any we got one bad ingredient. We got one pepper that was moldy on the inside, and there was no way to know it was moldy on the inside till we cut it open. Okay. Um, but, like, I used to get bad um, bad vegetables from Blue Apron all the time. Yeah. Like, spinach <laughs> that had gone bad, or, like, um, spite. Like, they'll give you, like, oregano and stuff like that that you would chop up, and, like, all the leaves are black already. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, it might be part the, the delivery, or mostly the delivery aspect or maybe when they packaged it or how fresh the ingredients are as to why this is actually yeah exactly that was all actually happening but but yeah the the, the home chef stuff like like i said we've gotten that one bad pepper yeah. there was a pepper so erica ran to the store real quick while i continued like prepping stuff and just bought a quick pepper it was like a dollar yeah mm. um like that was that was i don't know how home chef does with um like uh dietary restrictions but for me like one of the things they had that I could get from was, like, a pork banh mi. I was like, that sounds delicious. And so I looked up. I was like, are there, like, can I get gluten-free bread or anything from you guys? Like, we don't do gluten-free anything. You just have to go out. And you have to know what you can and can't have and go out and get the substitutes yourself. So I ended up having to spend, I think I spent, like, 10 bucks to get a bottle of gluten-free soy sauce and two gluten-free uh, French baguettes. So what? It was worth it. I believe so. HomeFresh has they will mark things as gluten free on them. Um, not every week seems to have like three gluten free items though. Yeah. Um, I think that's how it ends up working. But um, Blue Apron and Home Chef are the only two that actually let you do like a pescatarian setup. Yeah. So like HelloFresh, it's either you want meat or you only want vegetables, and that sucks. Yeah. At least with Home Chef, we can do like the pescatarian one, and we'll usually get like it's usually two vegetarian dishes and then a fish dish, which okay. like at least works for me. Like, because then the other nights of the week, like we'll make like chicken or something like that, and I'll actually have real meat. Yeah. But having like having like the two vegetable dishes, they're usually actually really good, so it's not a big deal. It's usually a lot of like pastas, and they do really cool flatbread things, okay. which I realize you you would have to get some sort of substitute probably for. And, and that's, I'm fine with having to get the substitutes. Like, at this point, I'm just like, I'll try the home chef or whatever it is, the free whatever I would get from them. But for me, I'm, I'm more interested in just going out and getting the cookbook. So you, and cause it, it frankly, in the long run would be cheaper 
you can also just get the recipes for free every week off their website. Yeah. Like, if you just sign up and then just every week go in and um, skip every week out that you yeah. can, uh, they send you the recipes anyway. It's like, hey, here's the recipes for this week if you wanted to see what they were. Yeah. So. Because um, it's just like, for me, I'm like, that's just, I, I, will I ever use an entire thing of creme fraiche? Probably not. So that was a nice thing to have, like, just, just enough. Or, like, goat cheese, that was nice to have just enough for the, that dish. But, I mean, maybe I could just make that dish three weeks in a row and then not have it for a while. Like, it would end up being the same price to eat it for a few weeks in a row than it would be to get two meals out of whatever they're giving me. Like, for me, economically, it just makes more sense just to go get the recipes and make them myself. Yeah, which makes sense. Home Chef just straight has the recipe on their website without having to do anything at oh, all. Oh, does it? Yep. Really? Yeah, because like I just pulled up their website, and one of the the second thing on there for this week was a uh, hot honey salmon. I'm like, hmm, interesting. Ooh, that sounds good. And I hit the thing, and just like you scroll down, and the recipes just all the ingredients and the, what and do. the recipe is yeah. right there. And there was a button just download recipe, and yeah, so you don't have to buy a cookbook. You can just do that. There you yeah, go. so it's... now I have that recipe downloaded, and nice. Sarah make yeah. buy stuff to make that. And, and see, like for me, I'm like, I like I'm a very plain eater because I want to try to eat healthier and lose weight. But sometimes I want to make these fancy recipes, so but, I can just so if you look at these recipes, they're all under a thousand calories. Yeah, normally they're under seven hundred. Okay, so like they're actually not bad for you if yeah. you're making them as indicated on there. Yeah. Like, a lot of them that, like, whenever I look, I notice they're between, like, five and six. Every once in a while, you'll have, like, one of, like, the flatbreads will be, like, just potatoes and cheese on a flatbread, and that one's higher. But you're also looking at the bread plus... Exactly. Whatever. It's the, it's the bread, bread plus and potatoes whatever. and all the cheese yeah. and the sauce that you put onto it ends up yeah. adding up. But, um, yeah, so, like, that was my week. I was, I was supposed to go down to shore on Saturday, but I ended up getting, like... Fairly sick through Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I'm still actually getting having the ends of it, so I, I ended up just having a very lazy weekend this weekend. That's fair. Hey, Drew, do you notice like every so often he almost wraps up and then he starts talking about yep. something again? <laughs> oh, I I no, ask. You can. It's just it's funny because it, there were two times where like you started to like say like, well, that's what I did, and you, I was going to throw it to Drew, and then you started talking about something else. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, well, no. Well, that's why I was like, uh, I, I could talk about Blue Apron, give us money, and then we started talking about it. So, um. Anyway, Drew, what what were you up to? Uh, all right. So, I forget if I ever talked about uh the staircase on Netflix. I don't think so. All right. So it's a true crime documentary documentary series. I've seen that. I really want to watch it. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I don't know what to make of it. Like. No? No, I, I really don't know. But so, like, are you done it yet? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. We it's a show. Or, yeah, okay. it's twelve episodes or something like that. Fourteen. I don't know. It wasn't a lot, but not like it's it's the 40. one about the guy whose wife just so happened to fall down the stairs and die. Mm -hmm. But didn't he have like a wife before then or somebody before then fall down his stairs and die? Yes. Like in his past, and yeah. so they thought it was murder. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know the rest of it. I haven't watched it. But Sounds it was, like murder to me. Possibly. Uh, so watch that. All of that. That was interesting. I recommend it if you like true crime stuff. Like making a murderer or 
that evil genius also watched that i talked about that before uh watched some of nailed it it's a good show right it's fucking hilarious. I, you started watching it too i i put it on as i go to sleep right now and edna mode is a real life person <laughs> yep she is oh, awesome all right. look up her fucking cakes her cakes are incredible. Yeah, her every flower, one of her flowers looks like a yeah. real goddamn flower. Her flower work is amazing. I think I only watched like the first two or three episodes of season two. Is what oh, Sarah okay. and I were watching because she had right, already watched, watched all of season one, and then uh, started watching the show called uh, "A Shot in the Dark." I believe it is. Now I'm gonna have to double check. Shot in the dark, and you're yeah, too blame. Right? Right? Yeah, no. No? Well, well, he's looking that up. Did you know uh, Voltron next season starts in uh, August 10th? I didn't. Yeah. I still haven't watched anything past the first season. That, I think that's going to make at least three seasons this yeah. year. Okay. I think it's one season per quarter right now. It might be. Which is nuts. Yeah, so it's called A Shot in the Dark. It's on Netflix. Um, it's about these guys. They're called Stringers out in LA. So What was it called again? A Shot in the Dark. So... They work basically like 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. And they're going out. They uh, It follows mainly three guys who work for three different companies in L.A. Uh, they have these cars equipped with like four different police scanners, a high-end laptop, and, you know, some of them have like an iPad in there. Some of them just have their cell phone. And then you know, high-end video cameras, and they're going around and trying to record footage to get put on the news, like, the 5 or 6 a.m. news that next morning. Oh, wow. So, you know, like, they're going, trying to get to car crashes, fires, shootings, whatever. Whatever they hear on the scanner, they try to get to it if they think it's going to be interesting enough for the news to buy the footage from them. I think that's similar to that uh, movie Nightcrawler yes. with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. So okay. yeah, I think it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, but, I didn't realize that's what that movie was about. Yeah, I never seen it. I really wanted to, but it. Yeah, that's what that's kind of supposed to be. Like he's some sort of reporter at night. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're so, not really. So they're like freelance. Yeah, they're all freelance, and you know they they may only make money if the news companies buy their footage. Yeah. So they're like Peter Parker. Kinda, yeah. Is this like a a real show, or is this like a no, huge? Th- this is real. So, okay. like, like a real, like it's like a documentary cops. type. Yeah, thing? Okay. yeah. So, yeah, like cops. Like they have the people from Netflix with them. Okay, but like you're also watching them go film stuff. Okay. So, uh, like, spoiler for a thing that happens in epi- the second episode. Like, uh, the one company is just three brothers that go out and do it. Then there's like another company that's 10, five to 10 people. And then like this big company that's like 20 to 25 people. Yeah. It's so, even weirder that it, they're companies and it's not just like fucking weirdos driving around at night doing it on their own. Yeah. But so the one brother in the small company who I think like they're like the main focus, really like the owner of that one small company yeah, is like the main focus. And he's an executive producer on the show. But, um, so that's probably why they're the main focus, but, uh, he's he, probably like, I'm not making too much money with my company. So let me make a show about my company mm-hmm. and make money both by my company and by the show about my company. But, but I got to throw a couple of people yeah. a bone here. 
Uh, so the one brother hears a report of a stalled car on, I think it was the 101 freeway in LA. It was one, it was on one of the major freeways in LA. Yeah. So this SUV is stalled in the, not the leftmost lane, but the next one in on a, it's four lanes each way. Yeah. Just stalled there. So he pulls up is in the, the shoulder on the right, sitting in his car, just filming in as cars go by. A couple clip this SUV while the taillights are still on. Then eventually the car dies completely. Taillights yeah. go out. It's like two in the morning. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's streetlights. It's a big black SUV it, oh, with no lights on. Eventually, I forget what it is, but some car rams the shit out of it from behind, sends it flying. The car catches in flames and the guy goes, oh shit, drops the camera, runs, and goes and rescues this guy from the car. Uh, well, at least he knew what the right thing to do was. Yeah, well, and, like, they all talk about it, like, they're there to record shit, but if, like, things get to a life-or-death situation for someone else, they're gonna put the camera down and go save someone. Yeah. But they're usually getting there after the fact. Like, yeah, yeah. This was a rare time where someone was there to... Like, watch the thing happen. That's interesting. I'll have to watch, like, I've always... That does sound really cool. Yeah. I've always been fascinated in those, like, those cop-type shows, like, cops, show like that, Mm -hmm. even as stupid as, like, the lock-up raw shows and stuff like that. For some reason, I've always just, like, been fascinated to watch, like, this kind of, like, people in jail, and then, like, cops doing things and people doing stuff like this. Yeah, that's, like, a little bit of a twist on that, because it's not always the cop, like... You're yeah. kind of seeing the other side of things. Yeah. So, it's neat. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, so that's it for what I've watched. Uh, Amazon has been giving away a ton of free games on PC. If you have Amazon Prime, I have played one of them, which was Battle Chef Brigade. Uh, it's a match three type puzzle game slash action platformer okay. set in like, a fantasy Iron Chef. Oh, I do remember this game. I never played it, but I remember yeah. it. So, like, I, I forget. I, I watched the intro, but wasn't super paying attention. But essentially, like, the setup is that, like, the world is, you know, it's all fantasy. There's more than just humans. There's, like, orcs and whatnot. But, like, the chefs are, like, the big warriors and have magic. Okay. And, uh... Like to, so to join the battle chefs, you basically have to go through like an iron chef competition and, uh, your character like lives in a small town, works for a family restaurant, but wants to join the battle chefs. But her parents are like, no, we need you here. Like if we don't, if we lose the restaurant, we lose the house and whatnot, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, so you run away and you go to the, the tournament. But, uh, so, it, the setup is, you get to the arena, you'll have, there are three colors, there's red, blue, and green for fire, water, and earth. You'll have to make a dish that's, which, uh, one of the three random elements is the main component, and then they'll give you a certain ingredient that they want you to focus on as well. Okay. And then, you'll have, have whatever the timer is, you have to run out into, just, the world outside 
and it's a 2D side-scroller platformer with, like, beat-em-up game, and you have to go kill the things, and they'll drop random ingredients that'll all be a couple different gems, usually all one color, sometimes they're two, depending on what it is. So, like, the plants that you kill will usually be green for Earth, the the animals will be either the red or the blue, depending on what they were. And then you have to take them back, put it into your... I think it's a 9 by No, it's like 12 by 12 grid, and then rotate them to match three. And as you match three, they level up, and then, like, you'll get to second and third level, or I think fourth level gems. And the higher gems you get, and the better you do with matching what the judges want, your score will go up, and you have to get a higher score than the other person. That's interesting. That sounds ridiculous. It's a little bit, because, you know, you'll, you can only carry so much, so you have to run out, kill stuff, run back. St- you can start making your meal, and then, oh shit, I ran out of stuff, run back, go kill more things, run back. And you gotta juggle the time and your stuff, and uh, what uh, the judges wanted, and all that. And it's, it's pretty neat. That's nuts. Uh, and it's a, it looks nice. It's a, all hand drawn, or well, not like, it looks hand drawn. Yeah, it looks hand drawn, but like you know, not like Cuphead, but it, okay. lo- it, it looks anime. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so played that, and then you know H one Z one NHL Diablo. Still playing all those. Uh, and then the last thing I did was I went to the NJ GamerCon, which was two weeks ago, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not this it wasn't past, weekend, la- the past weekend, but the weekend before. Yeah. Uh, it was their first year at the Crown Plaza. They had been at so. One of the hotels in Runnymede. Oh, okay. See, I thought they were still in Runnymede. I didn't realize you were at the Crown Plaza. Yeah, yeah. No, it was at the Crown Plaza this year. Um, you know, it's f- right between Geek Fest and Too Many Games for how the size was. They had like one big, uh, like m- their main room was where all the vendors were. Then behind that was their tournament room. Across the hall was their game room, which they had. Uh, one section of all old systems set up. I don't think there was... Uh, uh, there was a PSVR, so there was at least a P- one PS4 there. Uh, nice. And then there was an ar- uh, a bunch of old arcade cabinets. And I think there was one arcade cabinet that was someone l- with like a new indie fighter game. It didn't look very good, but I didn't... So it was a like a cabinet that somebody just had a PC in running. Yeah, I think so. And then... uh. John St. John was there. The he, voice the of vo- Duke Nukem? Yeah. Uh, he was the, mostly there the Saturday. I, we went on Sunday. Okay. Um, but yeah, they uh, are kind of right in the middle of those two other local conventions for us. Which, like, Geek Fest is super tiny, and Too Many Games is a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. But I always feel like, I don't know, I don't like the game room at Too Many Games, because it's just, it's a dark room... And the only things that's ever open are the arcade cabinets that don't work. Mm-hmm. When was the last time there were too many games? Not this past year, but I went the two years before. Because the last I was there last year, and it wasn't a dark. When room. I was there last year on Sunday, the room was dark. Like they had all the lights turned off. Oh uh, well, but anytime I've been there, it's like bright on and going, and and I mean, yeah, there's still there's it's it's such a small. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it, it's so it's like, small and tight in that room. Like, because they try to focus on the music, but they don't have really music going on, and every year it's the same stuff. Yeah, I guess, you know what, that's like, true. They had that big room for, like, the music, 
and nobody in there watching anyone play music. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, every time I've been there, I go there for the music, and I go and watch whoever's on, but they don't always have, like, good timing for musical acts. Plus, a lot of people go there for, too, too many games at least, for their um, after party for Saturday. Right. And at least last year's after party, or it might have been the year before's, like, they said it was supposed to be one person, uh, it was supposed to be one set of people, and then it ended up being completely different without any notice. Nice. Like, I think it was supposed to be the Megas, but it ended up being Mega Ran. And Mega- I mean, that's still cool. Well, not if you don't like rap. I mean, sure, but Mega Ran's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's a cool guy, but I mean, if you're not that into rap and you're looking forward to the Megas, it's... I don't know who the Megas are, but I know who Mega Ran is. You know, you know who the, the Megas, Megas are. Do I? Yes. Yeah. Did you go to that thing that uh, that one little thing Aaron ran? Yes. The they played that. Did they? they? Yes. They, okay. They parody Mega Man 2's music for so every character in Mega Man 2 they play a song for so, and make a story about them. So I I know I know the X Hunters because I know the guys in that band. Um and there's that other one who does the concept albums about Mega Man. That's Proto Man. Okay. I've never heard a single song they've ever done. I just know that's what they do. I don't listen to any of that, though. So, like, I believe you that they were at that thing. But, like, you could play their music for me, and I wouldn't fucking know who they were. But uh, I, I know who Mega Brain is. I've heard some of his music. You should listen to the Megas. They're really good. You know what? Like, like we've I, we've had to have talked about the Megas, like, a million times over this thing. and I don't know that we ever have. I mean, I talk about them all the time. I know. Because I've seen them at too many, or at MAGFest at least three times. I probably was fucking just out it's probably one of those things where i just didn't retain it because you don't listen to me ever i listen to you sometimes no never we talk about like music and monster hunter though it's just fucking in (laughs) one ear out the other yeah which is why i always have to explain to you that every time there's a new monster and monster hunter there's new armor every time i mean that's because drew and i don't care about monster hunter though but i mean (laughs) you'd think you'd at least hold up that and not be surprised that there's new armor every time every time every single time um. Hey, at least I'm engaging you about your your hobby. I engage. Be you. Be happy. I'm. En- I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying be happy. I engage you about it. Um. You would like the megas. Okay. I'm. I'm not saying I wouldn't. It's just so you know, like whereas a lot of the like video game music bands just play the music. Uh, the megas wrote lyrics to all the wrote lyrics that make sense for all. The robot master level music. Okay. And like they use the bass like tune of the music, but they've added to it an actual legitimate song. Okay. And not just like had the the eight bit in uh or the whatever it is in uh in rock form. Okay. Yeah. It's fair. Um uh, go ahead about NJ GamerCon. And then uh so there was one uh little I, I indie game tabletop game there uh running a play test uh i don't remember the name of the company but the name of the game was called dm derailment yes um so wait you didn't go did you rich no I was, he's told me about it before oh, okay. I was just, yeah i couldn't remember the name before. i was just saying yes just to have him think i was listening so <laughs> i heard the stop so i said yes so uh we played it was three of us playing me, one rando, and then the guy from the company that had been doing the playtesting most of the day. Um, you are trying, you essentially are 
playing as a DM and you're trying to get your players to level five, uh, you'll get a character card that is a person that will have some flavor text to them, usually just something silly, and it's like a picture of a real person that they have on there. I think it's people from their studio and their friends. Um, like one of the the one guy is the guy we were playing with, yeah, and uh, one of the other cards was that character's girlfriend. <laughs> okay. So the the girlfriend on her card it has a thing she's out on the first turn. So her stats don't count on the very first turn she's in play. The boyfriend has a thing on him where any turn that the girlfriend is out, he's out. So the guy the rando we were playing with got her and I had the boyfriend. So on our first turn we were already at a disadvantage. Yeah. against the guy we were uh from the studio we were playing with, uh, because we were both down a character immediately. Uh, so each round you get two loot cards, uh, and then you roll for initiative. Whoever has highest goes first, whoever rolls second, highest goes second, and so on for how many other people are playing. First, you have to play one of your loot cards on someone else, then you play one of your loot cards on yourself. Yeah. So sometimes the, uh, the, and the loot cards will both be positives and negatives. So sometimes they're just a plus one to one of the three attributes. Sometimes they're a you are a minus one to an attribute. Sometimes it's you're out for this turn. And some are uh, if a certain card come type of card comes up in the encounter, that character is immediately dead, and then you would lose that character. Yeah. So sometimes you'll wind up with like two negative cards and you wind up having to play a negative on yourself. Uh, the other level layer of strategy to that is each character can only have one loot card played on them per round. So if you have a particularly good character and you go first, you want to play if you have a positive or even sometimes if you have just a neg, a minus one, you want to play that on your best character so no one else can fuck with them yeah that turn which is a layer of strategy that me and the guy the rando we were playing with apparently caught on to way faster than anyone else that they play tested the game with that whole weekend yeah like no one else caught on to that level of oh i need to protect my own guys and so we were the only people that actually went through the entire encounter deck which is the card that gets flipped to then you roll and see if you get the point to go up a level or not. Yeah. So there, the three types of encounters are monsters, uh, which obviously uh, you would add up your top row and roll a d20. If you get higher than the number on the card, you win. If you get lower, you lose. Yeah. No negative for losing on that one. But if you win, you go up a level. Then there's Diplomacy, which is the middle column on the, uh, or middle row of attributes. Uh, if you win, you gain a character if you don't have four characters. Or if you lose, you lose a level. Yeah. And then there's Traps, which if you win, you gain a level. If you lose, one of your characters dies. You get to choose which character. Although they might play, they might change that, but you would get to choose. Which character, as long as they were actively in that turn, you pick one of your characters to die. Yeah. And then they're out, and, like, you would be shorthanded. Or, unless the last thing is everyone gets 
two DM tool cards, I think they were called, which are completely random. So I got uh, steal a character from another player was one, and another that was draw one player character. Okay. Uh, person I was playing, rando we were playing with, had uh, if a monster encounter comes out, kill squash it and immediately replace it with the next card. And then I think the same for a diplomacy. And then I forget what the uh, guy from the studio had his two were, okay. but yeah, it was neat. And like yeah. I said, we were the only ones that apparently thought enough about playing while playing, even just having seen the game immediately, to have make them go all the way through the encounter deck, which they weren't exactly sure what they would do if the encounters were to run out. <laughs> it sounds a uh, silly fun. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, it does actually sound pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It's real simple. But also has, you know, has a decent enough level of strategy to it when you start to actually think about it. And this was like an indie game, yeah, like just a yeah. small team of people. It was four it. people. That's pretty were there. Cool. Yeah, and they were they were super nice. I gave them a, our card. I took some of the cards with us. So, but yeah, that took was that. Some of their cards, but you can't even shout out their name because you don't it's know the, it. The, I don't because they didn't have any cards for them. Okay. So like. I signed up for their mailing list. I haven't gotten an email yet. So, but again, it's like four people. If that, yeah, it was four people were there. Yeah. But I, don't, I actually don't even know if any, all four of them work actively work for it, or if one or two of them were just boyfriend girlfriends hanging on or whatnot. But I'm pretty sure it was two dudes and two girls that were there. So. Yeah. But yeah, so that was fun. I I could see that growing into something more next year. Especially, like, you know, they're trying to get industry people there. Yeah. So, I would like to see them, like, the way their game room was set up was kind of weird. Like, it was a U-shaped room. Like, there were tables on three sides, and then just seats in the middle. Okay. And it was pretty cramped, so I didn't even bother trying to go sit and play anything. Yeah, honestly, that... That Crown Plaza Hotel just does not have a good layout for those things, because that's where Monster Mania usually is. Yeah. And they have so many people, and there's just not space for people to move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To the point where, like, it's not fun to go to. Yeah. Like, it's kind of expensive, and you can't see anything. Yeah. Like, I get it. There's not a ton of, like, hotels in the area that have better layouts for it Mm -hmm. that they can probably afford, but, yeah, that Crown Plaza, I don't don't really like going to things there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather go to, like, a geek fest where it's just in a big, like, gymnasium. (laughs) Yeah. I wish I had looked at their tournaments earlier and seen that on Saturday they had an NHL 94 tournament that I would have probably wrecked people in unless any of the other local NHL94.com people showed up or people that haven't gone on the site and know the tricks to that game. But I kind of would have liked to shown up and played as, like, a real shitty team and just win and just win just because i know the weird things about that game yeah i i wanted to try to go i can't remember what i was doing that weekend but there was there was something that saturday that i i, I had a birthday party to go to that saturday so mm. then that sunday when i woke up i was just i was physically drained after that birthday party so i was just didn't want to move when i got when i woke up sunday yeah i mean the sunday there wasn't that much going on so we kind of got through everything in like 25 to 30 minutes like, yeah and then sat down and played that game for like 20 minutes yeah and 
then we left because we had seen everything. Yeah. But yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. And that's the show, guys. Oh, stop. What have you been up to? Um, I didn't play any new games. All right, that's the show. <laughs> um, but like you, you and your wife came over on Sunday yep. and we played some stuff. Um, oh yeah, we fucked around with the SNES Classic. Yeah, uh, we played a little Contra Three. Um, that game's fuck that game. Few fuck rounds Contra. of Street Fighter Two. Yep. And um, a little bit, a couple, couple races in Mario Kart. Uh, then we jumped over onto the Xbox and we played uh, Cuphead for a while. Mm-hmm. That game's challenging, even with two people. Yep. The one nice thing about two people is you kind of have that you can save people infinitely. So like, yeah. you don't have a number of lives; you just have to get to their floating ghost before, before it, it floats off, off the top. screen. Yeah. Um, downside is like occasionally, like you'll die and you're in the air and there's just no way to get to you. Um, but I thought. I think we went through, what, like, five or six of the bosses? We did the whole first island. Yeah, we cleared the first island. Um, and then we got to the second one, and by that point, it was like, all of these things are going to take way too long to yeah. uh, to complete. Um, we also played Halo 2 for a while. Yeah. I forgot how long the opening missions in Halo 2 were. Like, the first... Especially the second mission, like, when you first get onto the planet, and there's that long, like, tunnel wa- p- portion to it. I played Halo 2 once on easy mode. Just so I could get the story, because I didn't care about anything else, and I beat it in like two hours. So I don't really. I don't believe anything. that at all, because we played for two hours and only got through two missions. Again, easy mode. We were only on normal. Yeah, we were on normal like, with two of us. Where like combat, like I think times we like either of us died was three and. At least once was because we didn't realize there was friendly fire. On. Yeah, I totally forgot friendly fire yeah. was a thing. Yeah. Master Chief Collection is not great for co-op either. Like, I mean, it's not that it's bad. It's just it does not make it obvious how to do it. There's not like a section for it. You just have to have both controllers on and signed in, and it just starts it into it. But yeah, you, yeah. Like so, but it, it, but it, like it didn't the first time. Yeah, I had to back out and then go in again, and the second time it actually loaded it as co-op that's weird Interesting. yeah um, yeah i've only played halo 2 once and i think i i know i beat it in one playthrough or in one sit so i can't remember really remember much of anything besides the story that game does a really bad job of waypointing you there were times where we had no fucking idea where to go oh yeah yeah that's true but at the same time it doesn't do a good job of pointing you in direction yeah yeah that's what i mean but like, no no i know um it doesn't do a good job of like pointing you in direction but i feel like the level design is well enough that so i play i played through some of that single player mm-hmm. it is way easier when you can see the whole screen at once fair the the split screen definitely does make it harder to know where to go but they do a pretty good job of of the game just naturally kind of point like the natural flow of the game you tend to go in that direction um, I was having trouble just because it was split screen and it was throwing me off a little bit because so I have not played a game split screen like that in I don't know a decade. <laughs> uh, but other than that, uh, we also played a little Trackmania and a little Trials Fusion, just mm-hmm. maybe like ten fifteen minutes of each. Those are both cool little like time killer games. Yeah, and we played the tra- uh, Trackmania has a mode where two players drive one car. I forget what it was called. Hot seat? No, hot no, seat. No, no, hot seat was a multiplayer yeah. thing. Uh, yeah, I forget what it was called too, but it was a neat, um, it was a neat mode. Yeah. And not nearly as hard as it sounds. Yeah. You would think it would be way harder, but like it shows an arc across the top of the screen with, uh, 
there'll be two arrows, and then at the bottom of the screen are accelerate and brake on each side in two different colors, uh, red and blue by default. Don't know if there are colorblind modes to change it, if that would even really be an issue for that. But you can see, like, which direction each player is turning and, like, how far they have their analog stick over and yeah. whether or not they're accelerating or braking or and, both. And actually, that, that, the circle that turns changed color when you brake, too. It turns yellow when you brake. Oh, is that why it was turning yellow? Yeah, so I never figured that part out. I kept seeing it happen. So one time when I knew you weren't braking, I tapped on it. And it turned it yellow. Ah, uh, so, okay. Yeah, anytime it was, anytime one of our circles were yellow, one of us was breaking. Gotcha. Yeah, I did notice the the color change on that, but I never. Yeah, that that was what was doing it. I never pieced it together because I wasn't really ever looking at it. Yeah, like it was just always kind of there in my periphery. So, mm-hmm. um, what are you like focused on over there? There's a spider at the window. I'm trying to figure out if it's inside or outside. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. just like staring it's, intently. It's, it's a huge orb weaver spider. So I'm just trying to figure out if it's inside or outside. It's making a nest, or it's making a web. I'm assuming it's outside, but I don't know. So I am paying attention, but it's... No, I just keep... I, you're just, like, focused over on the window. I'm like, what the fuck is he staring at? Yeah. I am listening. It's just... Um, I'm trying to figure it out. Well, the, these things will only make any sense to you, probably. Um, I got Erica to watch anime. Yeah, I saw her oh, post yeah, that. I did see this yeah. Post. yeah. Um, so she likes Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes. We're like, we just watched the um, the 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 fusion episode. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> How did you leave her on that episode? That like, that just happened to be the last one that we watched. Uh, um, so we the last one we watched, which was is only episode four. Yeah. Of Brotherhood. Um. And she she likes um My Hero Academia too. Yeah, she has not watched all of it, but she's seen like enough of them, and she's watched like the last like five of them too. Yeah, so I saw her post that on Facebook, and uh, like I, I was like I made jokes as like one of us, and and I yeah, had, yeah I did see a that picture of like Homer saying come come sit down, and uh, one of her friends was like you should check out uh, Full Metal and or you should check out Full Metal Brotherhood, and she's like I will when I'm done. I'm like. Make sure that's not what you're already watching. Yeah, I, and, I wouldn't watch the original. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with it, but Brotherhood's just better. Brotherhood's world better. Like, I would say watch this one, and then if she wants, watch the original, but she doesn't have to. Yeah. I mean, I made a suggestion for Death Note, the anime, not the movie, because I feel like that might be something she would like. I don't know if I would like it, because I didn't, I didn't like the, the concept in the movie at all, and I know that, like, I know the movie was very different, but I know, like, the concept is still there. And I just found it kind of boring. Uh, I mean, it's like the movie just had poor delivery of it. Oh no! Like, believe me, that movie was bad, and I, I'm sure the show is loads better. Oh, the world just better. like the the whole idea of it just kind of bored me a little bit. But yeah. uh, but I mean, I suggested to her because I know she likes the horror stuff and the suspense stuff as well. So yeah, I was like, this is something that's probably up your wheelhouse. It's my all time favorite anime, and I think she would like it. I want to get her to watch Bleach. <laughs> Oh God! Just just the actual episodes, no filler. I mean, yeah, it's it's a good series. Um, I just don't know if there's any place that I can stream all the dub because uh, Netflix doesn't have all of the dub. Netflix should have a bunch of it, and then Hulu should have the other bunch. Okay, is it on Hulu? It should. Okay, it should see. Uh, I think we went over this probably like a couple weeks ago. Uh, Netflix had 
from beginning till episode 170 something. Yeah, they have like three seasons. Yes, they had through like episode 175. Then they came out with a game, uh, Satter, Shattered Sword or something like that for the Wii. And it was just Waggle Controls. That was it. I have it. And I vaguely remember that. In, in that came, I believe, a download or something for two episodes for 176 and 177. Then Hulu has everything after that, or should have everything after that. They did at the time, they might now. So, you might be able to do it between Hulu and Netflix, and I believe the the two episodes that are downloaded are just filler episodes anyway. Maybe uh, just like trying to build up the movie of the time, which is what Shattered Sword was uh, preluding to as well, so... The movie was really cool. That was the Hellverse. That was a good movie. I saw one of the movies. I think that was the first movie. Was the Hellverse? It was really cool. Yeah, um, yeah, that does sound familiar. It actually looks like Netflix only has like maybe like forty-five episodes now. Hmm. They uh, it, they've got three seasons, and every season has about twenty to twenty-two episodes. Check Hulu. If not Funimation, most likely. Has. No, it's not a Funimation show. Or, it was, um, uh, uh, it's, it was a Shonen Jump. So Viz probably has it. Yeah, Viz is the. I think Viz has it. I, I don't know if they have a streaming service. Or, or uh, Crunchyroll then. Crunchyroll have it. Crunchyroll doesn't do dub. Oh, uh, they it's, don't. No, they. Crunchyroll is only ever subtitled. Okay, but like Hulu may have it. I, yeah. I didn't think to check there. Hulu um, should have it. But I'm I'm just curious how she would feel about that show because that show has some really cool moments and yeah. like it's got an interesting story when you kind of streamline it and get through all the filler. Um, so I think like skipping all those really boring filler arcs, like she might enjoy it. Yeah, like she might, she might like it. She might enjoy that one. Um, my favorite thing ever, like, because there was always a battle between Be- Bleach or Naruto. Which one is better, and which one is more childish? Everyone always said Naruto is more childish, but I'm like, because I've watched every episode of both of them. I'm like, actually, Naruto is a lot more serious and actually has character deaths. You know what though? Whereas Naruto- Bleach doesn't. Naruto doesn't. Like, Naruto's very childish up to a certain point. Like, the whole original thing's super childish, other than, other than that, like, spot in the middle where, like, everything kind of goes bad. But then, like, there's three years of filler where everything's childish again. Uh, yeah, give her, like, and that's why, like, that's, if you skip that, just like if you skip Bleach and you just watch the core stuff and not the fillers, Naruto's actually a lot more of yeah. a serious anime than Bleach was. Especially when you get into, like, Shippuden and you get near the end. Like, not the, near the end, but when once you get a couple hundred episodes in. Yeah. That's kind of the problem with Naruto, though, is if you watch from the beginning to end, it's, what, like, 500 episodes altogether? episodes. Yeah, like, that's way too many episodes. Yeah. But again, 150 of them in the original run are filler, and... Probably go to 150 of them in the second runner. For that left. still leaves a 300 episode series. But that's, that's a lot of episodes. That's Bleach. I think if you cut out all the filler, though, Bleach is probably like 150. Probably maybe 200. Yeah, because I mean, you figure that there are 40 episode, 50 episode arcs that can get cut out entirely. Yeah, because it's like the the arc after the second. I think it's the second, fourth, and then like sporadically in the. Near the, like the second to last arc is all filler. Yeah, or the third to last arc. It's it's yeah. There's like there's stuff in between the Soul Society and then uh, the Visards, and then when they're in Weko Mundo, and then there's stuff while they're in Weko Mundo that you can just cut out. Like when <laughs> there's one point where Ichigo essentially goes full hollow, and yeah. 
And then, like, the next Immediate, episode the, is, like, six next, filler episodes. Yeah, there's, I think it was more than six. But, yeah, immediately after, it was the, just a bunch of fillers. The only thing they did in that section that was cool was the actual, um, the time thing, where they went back in time and they showed how all the, um... The visors and... The visors uh, actually uh, got Esparta the way were, they were. Yeah. yeah. And Drew's like, I remember Bleach was a show. I, I saw I, an episode the once. The thing is, I can't believe I still remember a lot of, like, these names and stuff. Like, like the... The group names and things like that. Like, some of the captains I'm, I'm a little fru- fuzzy on, but everything else, I'm like, wow, how do I remember this shit? Um, but anyway, I, we also, I, I watched an episode of Assassination Classroom. Okay. I, I don't like that show. I, I'm assuming that's an anime? Yeah, it's the one with the, the guy with the big yellow smiley face head. Uh, I don't know. Oh, I, I, f- I figured you would have heard of it. He, so it's like this weird monster, this, te- this octopus monster, basically. Like, he's got like eight, like, tentacle legs, arm things. And his face is just this big yellow face that changes color occasionally. Okay. Um, he blows up most of the moon so that the moon is stuck in a permanent crescent. Okay. And then tells the planet Earth that he is going to do the same thing to Earth in one year if they can't kill him. And then he, he makes an agreement that he will not hurt anybody else if they allow him to teach a school, like, like a class, like, like an, a middle school class, um, for one year to train them to kill him. Okay. And so, that's the show picks up with he is teaching this class of like thirteen year olds and they're all supposed to kill him. And That's if they kill him, they get like ten million dollars. That's interesting. But he's super fast and super strong and apparently the best teacher they've ever had though. <laughs> um and like the concept sounded interesting, but I just I did not like the the execution at all. Yeah. Like just something about it just uh- it, there's been a Missed lot of the mark. there's been a lot of anime I've been wanting to watch, but I uh, I only watched one and a half episodes of Luke Cage so far, so I want to like watch Luke Cage before I get into any other series. Yeah, like I want to watch Luke Cage, and I still haven't watched, and I want to watch uh, Altered Carbon. Yeah, I want to see that too, actually. Um, but I did I did see a video for uh, uh I believe it's Japanese. It might have been Chinese. I'm not sure, but it was for a movie called uh, As the Gods Will. Where it's essentially the gods are bored, so they decide to uh, have run trials with people using like children's games. So the one movie I saw it was this head in a classroom with a bunch of kids playing um, red light, green light. <laughs> and so every time it turned its head and saw things, anything that moved, it would overfill their heads with marbles and explode their heads off. Fuck. That's... (laughs) Yeah. That's something. All right. It was the most ridiculous thing I ever seen. I'm like, I want to watch the rest of this. So, I'm going to look into seeing if I can find a download version. Like, I think it's in multiple parts on YouTube from what I read, but I want to try and just get it all in one. (laughs) Um... But yeah, other than than the anime, uh, I'm still watching Glow. We're on the second season of that. That shows... That's a really good show. Yeah. I'm glad we started watching it. We watched the first couple episodes of season two for that. So it gets better later on in the season once they're actually, like, doing stuff. And it's not just them all auditioning. Um, And then the second season is still... I mean, we we binged season one the weekend it came out last year. Oh, I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought that you were just saying that you watched the first episode of season one. No, no, the first couple of season two. Sorry. Yeah. um, Yeah, but, like, it's kind of a slow build-up. But, like, it's interesting enough to keep watching, and yeah. by the end of the season, you're like, oh, no, this is actually a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd probably like it, Rich. Maybe. I- I've got too much to watch, and I'm not going to watch any of it right now. Um, but other than that, um, I read some comics. 
that I want to briefly mention. Uh, Shut up. We let you talk for half an hour about Monster Hunter. It wasn't a half hour. It was. I think it was like 10 it, minutes tops. It was 30 minutes. I don't think so. It was. I was timing it. It'll be less than that when I cut out all the silence, but it was 30 minutes. Um, there was no silence. I was talking about Monster Hunter. I don't make silence. You you pause every so often. Um, so Bendis had his full swing on Superman now. Yeah. Um, Man of Steel 6 came out two weeks ago, and then Superman 1 came out this past week. Yeah. Um, they telegraphed kind of what was going to happen with his son and Lois pretty much from the get-go as soon as you find out what was happening. Um, but it's still kind of wrapped up well. Like, they kind of make you think that, like, they're missing or maybe they're dead or something. And, like, really, they're just kind of on an adventure out in space. Yeah. So, like, everything's cool. But it was, like, it was a good way to kind of give Superman that weird... He's worried for his family because he can't talk to them but knows they're safe. But he actually has to still stay on Earth and be Superman. Meanwhile, yeah. like, his fortress is destroyed. Um, shit's just kind of all over the place for him right now. And uh, the one cool thing they did was he rebuilt the Fortress of Solitude in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Because why the fuck not? Um, and then Batman 50 was uh, the wedding issue between Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. And it was this weird thing where it was like every other page was actually like a page of of like new art for the story where it's like Batman and Catwoman are each getting ready for the wedding. They're getting their like witnesses and like the judge and getting dressed and everything like that. Um, but then between those, there's a bunch of guest artists where it's all these just single page, like splashes of the two of them in like different poses and costumes from throughout the years. So interesting. Catwoman in particular has had like two dozen different outfits that she's worn in the comics. Mm -hmm. And like Batman just has different styles of costume, depending on like who was drawing them for the most part. Yeah. But then like you also have like, there's, there's a time where like his bat symbol was more yellow than black and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a lot of artists that have either worked on them in the past, like Frank Miller was there, uh, Jim Lee, Greg Capullo, and then just a lot of, like, current roster of, like, DC artists. Um, but the, every one of those pages were, um, it was rotating back and forth of one page would be Batman talking about hit him, like, about his impression of Catwoman, and then the other pages were her doing the same thing for him. Yeah. It was just, it was a really well done issue for something like that. Where sounds, like sounds adorable. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't end great, but like it was a it was a good issue, and it definitely set up because there's a Catwoman book now too, so like it actually set up the what comes next in Batman and the Catwoman book pretty well. Okay. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number one also came out. Dan Slott finished with eight hundred one, and they relaunched it number one again because fuck Marvel. DC does it too though. And then they're gonna renumber it eight. Oh, two in a, in a, in a, like, two months. Yeah, in, like, six months when something happens, it'll go back to... No, it, but it, it'll be 807. Yeah. Because it'll yeah. be seven issues b between now and then. Yeah. Um, I was a little nervous about Nick Spencer taking over. Um, just, he writes good books, but he's one of those guys who he's all about, like, mystery and build-up, and it almost never pays off. Okay. Like, he's the one that did Hydra Cat, like... In the oh, comics, oh, right, like right. where like Captain America was Hydra and everything, and it was this super cool idea leading up to it, and then when it got to the event, the event ended super lackluster. Okay. Um, and like he's been on a few other books where like he set up all this cool stuff, and then he was off the book before he ever got to finish any of it. Yeah. Um, he did that a little bit here, but he did it in a way where even if some of this stuff doesn't get fully explained, it like plants these seeds that like other writers can 
definitely follow up on and take in their own direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it, it keeps a lot of what Dan Slott did still, while also kind of starting fresh. It's like Slot was on the book for a decade. So like he had a he had a big effect on like that book for being on it for so long. Um but the best part about it is uh, Ryan Otley is the artist. Um Robert Kirkman has a has another book other than Walking Dead called Invincible. Yeah. It is I think it is the longest running indie superhero title <laughs> maybe. Like it, it it's a superhero book not by Marvel or DC and it went for almost 200 issues. And all 200 issues were just Kirkman and Otley. Like, Kirkman was writing it, and Otley did the art. So, like, this guy has not done another book other than Invincible since, like, 2004. And Invincible just ended this past year, so Marvel snatched him up and put him on Spider-Man. And that guy's art is real good. And it it fits Spider-Man really well, because he's very... He does, like, body contortion and stuff really well. And Spider-Man's always in, like, those weird sort of poses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... And then the, the last two are the, the Star Wars, two of the Star Wars books. Um, Poe Dameron's book is like caught up to the movies now. Okay. So the most recent, it's really weird. The most recent issues have been Poe, Ray, and Finn on the Falcon at the end of Last Jedi talking and like basically like catching up and meeting each other for the first time. Um, and Poe has been telling the story of what happened to him between him and Finn escaping the First Order and him showing back up on Moskatana's thing. Okay. Um, but this most recent issue was actually them talking about the, uh, the run on Starkiller Base. Okay. And the whole, the whole issue is just shots of that, like, like the, the X-Wing squad, squadrons trying to attack it and Han Solo doing stuff and, like basically, like the 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 dogfight part of uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, and there's all all this text that goes along with it of somebody like telling the story, and you know, we lost this person, we lost that person, this one went down. Um, I don't re- I don't know who was in this ship though, but I'm going to find out who it was and make sure they're remembered. But you don't really know who's talking. So like the whole time, because like you're like, okay, it's Poe, so Poe's probably telling the story. And then it starts talking about him. It's like, okay, is it Leia? Nope, they're talking about Leia now. Um, it turns out that all of this really kind of heartfelt and really good dialogue were BB-8 and R2-D2 talking. <laughs> so, like, it gets to that page, and it's those two in a hallway, and 3PO is, like, behind them. It's like, can you two knock it off? You're bothering everybody with your beeping and booping. <laughs> and, like, granted, like, 3PO knows what they're saying, but he's being 3PO about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just one of those, like, that's a really well done, like, idea. Like, that that was a good payoff for, like, that. Yeah. Because, like, books and, and even the movies, the comics, they never really show you what, like, the droids that can't just talk are saying. It's always just inferred or, like, occasionally they'll have, like, if Luke's in his X-Wing in the movie, he'll see the little readout on the screen and stuff like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Or he eventually just learns how to understand them even though... So... Like, they learn how to understand Chewbacca, but they never fully understand, like, the droids. They just learn to infer, like, what the tones mean, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then the Darth Vader book is in that weird in-between spot right now where it's between episode three and four. Okay. So, like, he's actually still young, essentially. He's not, like, an old man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's fucking badass. Yeah. And he's, he's bummed out that the Jedi are basically all dead, so he has no one left to hunt. 
So he makes um Tarkin, who to like Grand Moff talk Tarkin from the first Death Star. Yeah. Put together a hunting party and hunt him just to see if anybody was worth his time. Huh. And it's this whole issue of Tarkin, and you don't realize that till the end. You're just it's this whole book of Tarkin trying to kill Vader with this whole group of like mercenaries on like this one random planet. And you think like shit just went south. And at the end, like he finally kind of like traps Vader, gets him like shocked by lightning, and like Vader's like on the ground unable to move, and he thinks he's won. And then like you just see Vader's hand come up, and then like the next panel is the dude like on the ground choking. Yeah. So it just shows it. It was just a really well done story showing like Darth Vader was actually super badass. By the time like he was an old man though, he was a robot. He couldn't move anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, comics aren't always bad. So the Star Wars ones in particular are actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So there's there's been some comics I've been wanting to get into. I just don't I, I don't have the time or the money for it right now. A lot of the Star Wars books are good. They're they're getting a little too long at this point. Like I think the the main Star Wars book is just hit 50. Yeah. But like it's been around for like 4 or 5 years now. Yeah. So like that's expected. But like the Darth Vader book I think is like 7 or 8 issues in cuz they they relaunched it as like uh the original Darth Vader book act was actually concurrent with like the Star Wars book. Yeah. And this one is like in the prequel era. But yeah, th- those book those books are generally good and Power Rangers. Yeah. I'm like two inches behind on that on them, but like those books shouldn't be as good as they are. Like at all. Well, that's what I like I want to read like the kind of obscure, like I want to read Power Rangers, I want to read Ninja Turtles. Um Ninja Turtles is really good, but at this point it's 85 issues in. Yeah. Of the, like, current IDW run. Yeah. I think Power Rangers is, like, 20, which isn't too bad. Like, that's a that's a couple trades. Mm-hmm. Um, Archie is also really good. That one actually just finished. Eh. The, like, the Archie, like, reboot run is over, so it's just 32 issues. It'll be, like, five trades. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess unless either of you have anything else. Nope. No, that's, that's about it for me. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find more of our content over at www.one-quest.com. You can help us by supporting us over at patreon.com slash onequest. You can find more podcasts on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, or any other place you like to get your podcasts. Uh, we're on social media, facebook.com slash onequestonline. We are at one underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash onequestvideo. And you can send us emails at social at one-quest.com. And that'll do it. We'll be back next week, probably with, like, Comic-Con stuff to talk about. So I'm sure yeah. there'll be plenty of trailers and garbage coming out of there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you.